You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Whether you're looking to laugh or looking for advice and inspiration, we're so glad you're here. Surprise, surprise. There's five kombuchas on this yep. goddamn table. Yeah, there is. So, did, you, did you buy two? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it was two for six. You're going to get a yeast infection. Really? I don't know. I just nah. made that up. <laughs> There's no correlation. <laughs> We're going to get goop belly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. We love you. We love you. We're so Can't happy you're enough. here. Can't say it enough. You're our friends. You're our family. Thanks for sharing us with your friends, telling your friends about it, telling your doctors about it, telling your psychiatrist about it, telling like- Which has been happening. Yeah. Telling so your Starbucks funny. barista about it. Yeah. It's been a, This is amazing. Spread the news. <laughs> spread the good word. So, spread the good uh, word of the Lord. <laughs> so thanks for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and for joining our secret Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, it's fun. Just it's just join like- it. We just chat and ask questions and share interesting things that are helpful. Helpful, yeah. It's just helpful all around. Um, So on today's episode, we have on Shiva Rose. Shiva Rose. I'm just feeling like light and she was the bomb. I want her to be my best friend and mom. Mm -hmm. So she was so awesome. Shiva Rose is a. Iranian American mm-hmm. actress. She was an actress mm-hmm. for many, many years mm-hmm. who is also an activist mm-hmm. and a blogger. Mm-hmm. So her blog, The Local Rose, is really a space for people to go celebrate the holistic, healthy, authentic lifestyle that so many of us want to live without sacrificing taste and glamour, which yeah. is the best part about it. So she is a knowledge center for holistic, healthy living. Um, she decided to go the holistic route after she was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also having her two daughters, her two beautiful daughters, she wanted to find out about chemical-free beauty products, chemical-free home products, food that didn't have GMOs, everything like that. So um, she's super inspirational. And we asked her about her blog, The Local Rose, and then her beauty line as well, which is amazing holistic products that actually work. So we talked a lot about about that and about her journey. And she was a joy. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking to her, I think she was kind of taking a hike mm-hmm. somewhere. Like she's very connected to she's the earth. She's living the truth. Literally. She's yeah. just super connected to the earth, she which she recommends. She lives in the mountains, so the sound was a little... Oh yeah. So we're on a phone call. So mm-hmm. forgive some of the blips in the sound, but you'll get so much out of this one. Yep. We love her. So enjoy this episode, guys. Let us know what you think. Thanks so much for joining us. We actually surveyed our, we have a secret Facebook group for almost 30 podcast listeners. And we said, who should we have on the podcast? Who would be great? Um, Who inspires you? Who do you look up to? And there were a few girls that said your name. So yeah, so they love you. They love your story. They love everything that you do. So we were so happy that you, um, you were down to come on and chat with us. Oh, thank you. And I would love to get started for the babes that don't know you or your story. I'd love to hear a little more about you and your story because I've done some research and Mm -hmm. it is amazing. So I'd love for you to share that with our listeners if you're comfortable. Of course. Yes. Well, let's see. Where should I start? I I feel like I've had, I mean, I think the amazing thing about life is being able to transform yourself and Mm -hmm. go through many chapters and, and, um, have it constantly evolve. 
So I feel like that's what, what, what my life story has been like. And I'm just um, being, you know, in gratitude for that because it just, it just sort of builds character, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm half Persian, half American. And so I, um, you know, as a kid, uh, when I was 10, we left Iran and mm-hmm. came here, but it was very traumatic because we escaped during the revolution. And then, um, so I grew up in LA and then, um, I always was passionate about acting and theater and, and, um, I was an actress and I went to UCLA and then I met my, um, first, my husband when I was really young, when I was 21 and, um, he was an actor and, you know, fell in love early and got married early and sort of like continued to act, but I was really devoted to my family and we were together 16 years. And then during that time I was, diagnosed when I was 20. I had my, my first daughter when I was 25. And, um, when I was 26, I was diagnosed with, uh, three autoimmune conditions because I just couldn't recover from the the birth. I uh. was exhausted and tired and just didn't, just didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was diagnosed with, um, lupus, scleroderma and rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. And I was told, I know it's crazy. I was told by, because back then nobody had heard of autoimmune issues, you know, and I had a doctor in Beverly Hills tell me I had a year to live basically. Um, mm. And this oh. was quite shocking being a young mom. When you were 26? Um, I was 26. Oh my yeah. gosh. I know it's crazy. And, um, but it's, so interesting because um, um, that led me to go to a holistic doctor who is a Sikh and his name is Dr. Saran Khalsa. He's actually really expensive and, and, <laughs> and a Beverly Hills doctor now, but, it, but, but he still is very knowledgeable. And he told me I would start feeling better within a year. So it's interesting, the two, the two um, drastic uh, trajectories. And I ended up, so that got me sort of on the path to holistic living way before it was sort of the trend. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a passion of mine and I just gravitated towards that mostly for my health and for just, I've always been so connected to the earth and, and nature grew up in Iran in, in, in the wild. And I just like always connected to that world. So then eight years ago, nine years ago, when I got divorced from my husband, I just, I had like a crash in my life where mm-hmm. I realized I wasn't being fulfilled as an actress and I had two daughters and I wanted to get back to the earth. I was all my autoimmune issues flared up from stress, and I just uh, wanted to get back to, to the earth. I just needed to find healing, so I sort of stripped my life and started my blog, The Local Rose, to sort of document my path towards uh, just growing my own food, going all organic, uh, taking out all toxic chemicals, uh, create you know only using non toxic beauty, and I started documenting this on the local roads and then um that just started evolving you know and it's so exciting because now i see the world has has a shift and you know uh i remember i talk about this one like uh seven years ago i remember going to new york and pitching some ideas on sort of holistic non-toxic living and you know pretty much the feedback was oh it's too granola Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. la new york but the rest of the country is not going to get it and now you look at the shift that's happened in the last like three years. It's like amazing. It's so exciting to see people just waking up. I feel like we're all waking up. We're just like waking up from a deep slumber and we're realizing we are what we eat. We are what we put on our bodies. We are what we think. We, you know, this is partly social media, partly the Aquarian age. I practice mm-hmm. Kundalini yoga and they believe mm-hmm. this is the Aquarian age. So there's going to be more light 
coming towards us, even though we're a lot of darkness as well. But usually we have to go through the tunnel to get to the light. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of aspects. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. That's beautiful. And when and so when you were given the year to live when you were 26, I was just thinking, what a, what made you kind of you know take that information and then you're like, I don't really know if that's true. And then you sought another doctor, you know, so because some people would be like, okay, well, this is it, you know, and they accept that because it's from coming from a doctor and they know best and blah, blah, blah. So can you tell me about the, the decision to seek other counsel? Yeah, this is a good question. Very good question. I, you know what? I'm a little bit of a rebel and I think we all need a tiny <laughs> bit of rebelliousness in us because I've always been Define. I remember my mom was in the room, you know, like crying, and I and I was like, Aww. no, no, there's got to be another way. I don't know where that comes from, that rebellious nature. I mean, I've been arrested many times for protesting. I mean, yes. I, I, I don't do it as much now, but I have a streak in me that sort of, you know, fights for the un- wants to fight for the underdog and and just knows there's another way. And that and that and I think a lot of us now know this is to be okay. You know, I think in the past, we always thought we needed to restrain it and become one of the, the, the herd. But now maybe we're realizing that that's actually a good thing to think outside of the box, to think, mm-hmm. to question things. And so, I, you know, it's a really good question. I don't know. I think it was my spirit. I really yeah. think there was something in my spirit. And and look, I did, this has been a long journey. I have tried, uh, I was on something called Plaquenil for many years, mm-hmm. which is, um, uh, a malaria medicine, it's traditional Western medicine for autoimmune uh, inflammation, but it, it's really toxic on your liver. But I did take that for, for a few years because I was so desperate. So it hasn't been just, you know, an, uh, an easy road. I've, mm-hmm. I've definitely tried things and burned along the way. And, and, and sometimes I do question things too, which again, is my, one of my spiritual teachers says, you know, the smaller the doubt, the smaller the awakening, the larger the doubt, the larger the awakening. And mm. and it's okay to doubt. It's okay to question. And I think now I'm so connected to my spirit and my source because I, I do a daily exercise every day to get there. Back then, I don't know. I think it was just something in my soul that knew, you know, that cried out and said, no, there's got to be another way. Can you talk about that daily exercise? Oh, yes. Well, I, uh, well, gosh, I call myself like a, like a, spiritual practice whore basically (laughs) are we all i'm just like a you know it takes like hours for me to get out of the house sometimes but you know i I try to shorten it but and you know you have to look at it again and go is this becoming a crutch is this becoming a superstition you know you have to look at that side of it too but no i think that you know having a deeper for me it's all about like clarifying your intuition and and how do you listen to yourself and 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 get again information from your energy from your source not from your ego mm. so for me it's a daily practice i i have a couple practices i do tea meditation with um global tea hut and living tea.com those are or living tea.net you can find information on those sites but mm-hmm. global tea.org i think um but it's a tea community and we drink tea in silent meditation so i have that practice and then i have a kundalini yoga practice which i feel is really responsible for a lot of my awakening so i do a little kundalini set every morning, even if it's three minutes, you know, even if it's just three minutes and tuning in, that's sometimes all you have, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a Buddhist chanting practice. I've been doing for 20, 23 years, 23 years. So 
combination of things. And look, sometimes I only have 15 minutes and I'll do an abbreviated version. And then other times, like Saturday or Sunday, I can really, you know, spend 45 minutes doing Kundalini or, mm. you know, I'm going to have a tea ceremony later today and I'm really excited. So it just depends. Do you do video with the tea? Like, is everyone kind of looking at it or are you just doing it by yourself? Well, in the mornings when I'm here, I just do a little tiny but one by myself. I mean, it's basically just drinking tea, but I med- I sort of meditate as I'm drinking it. Oh, okay. But when I do a tea with a larger group, yeah, I uh, we have a tea house and I'll just, I'll serve tea to others. Then we sit in meditation and silence and drink the tea. So it's a beautiful practice. And look, sometimes sitting in, just sitting by yourself in a room, closing your eyes, and checking in with yourself. That's sometimes all you need. You don't need like, you know, fancy spiritual practices. Sometimes it's just getting that connection to our our deeper self. Completely. Mm-hmm. And have your have your daughters kind of adopted? Mm-hmm. Have they seen you do this and are they curious? Do you have them do practices in the morning or yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes, you know, they're, sometimes they're so sick of it and then other times it's so normal to them. You know, they don't know anything else. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's one of them's having trouble. I go, okay, well, go, you know, go sit and, talk, and sit with yourself and think about it or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But definitely, I think as they're getting older, they're realizing that it's your toolbox. You know, you go mm-hmm. to your toolbox, like... It used to be probably a drink and a cigarette, you know, that was our toolbox. But now we live in this new, new age where <laughs> where you have other other things at your disposal. Mm. Do you have like a, a ritual or a practice for gratitude or do you write? Do you journal? Oh, yeah. Gratitude is so like, that's so crucial. Always, always gratitude. I mean, every day I think we should mm. be gratitude either before, you know, when we wake up or I usually do it before I go to bed. I'll just go, okay, I'm so grateful for this and this and this and this that happened. And it's amazing. I mean, if you're in a funk, like if I'm, I mean, look, I'm, I, I'm human and I'm, I'm definitely, you know, have moods and, and sometimes I'll, I'll be in a funk and you know what? I take my dog and I go for a walk and as I'm walking, it's something about movement too, that's just really good for our bodies. And, and then just moving and thinking about all the amazing things have happened and even the things that haven't happened or things that have been horrible. You know, you, you say, um, I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks, who's this incredible, um, you know, she's really out there for some people, but she says we should all say, um, everything always works out for me. And it's so funny when you say it, at first you don't believe it, but the more you say it, everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me. The more you say, you're like, oh my God, everything always does work out for me. Even the horrible disasters in my life have led to something where in the long run, you'll see why it had to happen that way. We don't see it when we're in the moment, but we do see it later, you know? Yeah, completely. I love that. That's beautiful. I'm going to apply that. I was thinking when you, I was thinking too, so in a little following into my question, so when you're 26, you had the year to live, you went to the natural doctor. So was that what cracked open the door for you of natural holistic living? Or was it that you started to find that natural, there was natural remedies to the autoimmune problems that you had? Or what was the path of natural and holistic living like for you? You know what? I I had to crash and burn. I really... Oh gosh, it's been such, like I said again, it's like circular. It's not like a linear journey. It's been circular. There have been times where I, I, see, I was a vegetarian and I still am pretty much, but I was eating 
so much wheat and so much uh, pasta and bread. And, you know, and then I started to make the correlation to the, how the GMOs and these toxic chemicals were creating gut inflammation, which created inflammation in my body, which created the autoimmune. So it's been a long process of realizing that and doing a lot of research. I mean, I used to go to a place called San Monica Homeopathic Pharmacy. You know, this is before the internet. And I would just sit because I was so miserable. I'm like, this is not, why do I feel so awful? And I would just sit and read books there. You know, this is way before we had the luxury of the internet. And I would just start making like uh, correlations between things. Chinese medicine helped me a lot too. I had uh, serious issues with, um, you know, sleeping and hormones. And this was before my second daughter was born. And I started, I, I went to acupuncture and Chinese medicine and that started to get me, you know, sort of on the path. So it's been really like trial and error, just feeling it out. And then really, it's like, how do you feel? I started to feel like a difference when I would be barefoot on the earth alone in the woods. I mean, I just started feeling like a difference in my in my being and sort of like this happiness that would start bubbling up. And, you know, it's sort of like a domino effect. You have to start slowly when you're when you're at ground zero and sort of build on these blocks until you, you see what it is. So it's definitely been food. It's been you know, stop. Uh, I never was a fan of chemical, like uh, products that had a lot of fragrance and, you know, a lot of chemicals. I sort of was naturally drawn to the more natural stuff, which is why I have my skincare line now. I, you know, had always been making face oils. I just, I don't know, I think it's intuition, maybe I, a little bit of Ayurvedic knowledge now stream, but back in the day, nobody really did that. So it was just trying myself and seeing what felt better. And then can you elaborate on the autoimmune with the gluten and the GMOs and the wheat and everything like that? Because I think I think that's important and I think I'd love more information on that. Yeah, I think everyone is different. I also had a lot of trauma as a child. I think for me, the autoimmune flare became because I hadn't dealt with trauma as a child. A, that's very important. It was locked in my body. B, it was my diet. It was like adding to that fire that was already there. C, it was hormones. My hormones were off due to the cycle. Everything leads to each other. So all these things sort of like reached a point or, or actually the hormones came later because I was diagnosed when I was very young. Um, definitely diet had a lot to do with it. And that's why I've been such an advocate and an and a, and a activist since, you know, for like 20, 15, 20 years when I realized like how bad the, the foods the food are that they're basically poisoning us. Mm-hmm. But, not, but you know, I feel like a way to keep us quiet. I mean, you know, you poison the food system and people will be sick and then they'll start, you know, buying into the, the medical system and their pituitary gland won't be clear. And that's a whole thing too, you know, because of our water and the food and television and, and chemtrails, our pituitary gland becomes uh, calcified. So there's a lot of things. Once you go down that rabbit hole, you realize, oh my gosh, there's so much down there. So, you know, once I started going down that hole and realizing food was such an important part of how I felt, you know, that sort of was Mm -hmm. the opening into this world. But I think people have to see for themselves. I mean, there's so many fads out there and you can't get too caught up because yes, it will drive you crazy. Should I be paleo? Should I be this? Should I be that? Should I be gluten-free? I think it's just to see, like I need carbs. I'm just one of those people that needs carbs because otherwise I would faint. So like I can't do all paleo and I, and I still mostly vegetable diet, but I do have bone broth, you know? So I think you have to see what works for you. 
you know, based on on uh, what feels good, really. Listen to how your body feels. Can you speak to, um, I think you touched on it for a moment, but your passion as an activist. So what what are you involved in and how did you get involved in it and how do you find a way to fight for what you believe in but keep kind of that peace, you know, without having yeah, it stir up like chaos in your that's own That's a very, mind. very good question because I feel like now with this Trump, you know, with Trump in the office, people mm. are... Mm-hmm. I, I'm sort of grateful that I went through this with the Bush administration because it, because now I can have distance from it. Like I'm still, of course, I get crazy and I can't believe the things he's doing, but yet I won't get emotionally. I know now not to get myself emotionally upset because what what's the good? It's not going to do me any good, you know. And that's what I said. I've been arrested a few times for protesting, you know, a farm they took down in LA and for the war, the Iraq wars. And now I probably, I mean, I, I, it depends if I would get arrested again, but I realize now we're so much more powerful doing what we do with our work and, uh, and reaching our communities and like what you girls are doing or what we're doing with our blogs or what we're doing, you know, on social media and what we're doing. I feel like that's going to be the way that, that things will come you know, things will be evolving and changing. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like not forcing your message, but being the light and just having people look at you or follow you or listen to you for that reason alone instead of forcing your opinion mm-hmm. on someone else. Yeah, because it's just it's just going to be fighting fire with fire, mm-hmm. right? It won't really work. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, do your art, be an artist. Like I just was uh, posted on Instagram today about Kendrick Lamar. I just love this rapper because he just came out and said how he wants to see like stretch marks on a woman's ass. Like how great is that? Like that's amazing. Real. Yeah. He's like tired of, he's tired of Photoshop. Like I just like think that's, it's so refreshing. Like be, you know, use your art. That's like the way to really reach people, I think. Mm-hmm. And with rap and hip hop, there is like awakened hip hop. So there is like Kendrick Lamar where it's like you're listening and you're like visualizing things. You know, you're like visualizing mm. people, you're visualizing situations or it's like a narrative, you know, yeah. it's like a written narrative. And then there is like the numbing rap and hip hop where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just mm. kind of like you don't know what words they're even saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. it's so true. We have to like, it's out there. We just have to seek it, you know, mm-hmm. or it'll find us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were at, so you were younger, you had your children and then you were acting and then how did you start the local rose? And then how did that lead you to starting your um, skincare line? Well, I started the local rose and I got um, divorced and I sort of dismantled that old life. I was living, you know, with an, uh, with an actor and I was an actor and actress and I was living in this beautiful house in Brentwood and, I just didn't, I felt empty. I felt, you know, a lot of that had to do with the divorce, but also had to do with a spirit, with, without lacking a spiritual center. So I just sort of dismantled that. I just like, it crashed and burned. And I just like took my girls and found this, you know, quiet place in the, near the Santa Monica mountains and just said, okay, I'm going to start growing. I'm going to start from scratch. I'm going to start growing my own food. I'm going to get chickens. I'm going to get honeybees. I'm going to just start from the beginning, the base you know, and throwing out, I'm not bringing any like cleaning fluid chemicals. I'm just going to make my own, you know, make my own shit. I'm just going to make it. I'm just going to start from scratch. So that's 
the I, I, the impetus to start the blog, I was like, you know what? There's so many inspiring craftspeople and, you know, there's so many. And I didn't see anything out there. Right? There were no blogs at that time, mm. like seven, eight years ago, that were chicken before chalkboards, before Mind Body Green, before Goop. You know, there was nothing yeah. out there that I could look at and go, look, I want to see someone who's green and chic, who's like, who could bring the two together. Because yeah. Back then it was just like granola hippie, but not like cheek factor or the stylish, elegant factor. So I sort of saw this niche. And I didn't, you know, at first I don't think many people really, it was just myself and maybe a few friends, but I did it out of joy because I believed in it and I believed in the message. And, and you know, that's the thing. You have to just keep doing it. I remember somebody once said, the more work, the more you put into it, the more you'll eventually see. And that stayed with me because even when I was doing it, nobody, you know, Nobody was really looking at it. It didn't matter. I just knew if I did the work, eventually they would come. And then that led to the skincare line because I was selling things uh, on the local road. I have a general store there. And I thought, oh, I should sell my face oil that I've been making for 10 years. But it came to me in a meditation because uh, it just came to me one day. And in, in, in that for Guru Jagat is my um, Kundalini yoga teacher. And we, we were, were doing just talking today. about her on mm-hmm. the... Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. we She's just amazing. had people on... We had the That's So Retrograde Girls. They were talking about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they love you. And they were talking about Guru Jagat and they were saying that they're, they're, she's like their idol. Yeah, she's so empowering, especially for young women. I think she's like, oh, she's so inspiring. She also, you know, she's got like a mouth on her. She mm-hmm. talks like, you know, she talks <laughs> like, one of, it's not like some divine guru who's only going to spout, you know, enlightened things. She just gets down and dirty, which I love. She makes me laugh and, you know, and she's, and the wisdom, you get the wisdom that way because it's real. Yeah. So, well, I was doing class with her three times a week. This is like, go and four years ago, maybe five, four years ago. And then it just came to me one day. Actually, we all had a download at the same time, which is interesting. Myself, Guru Jugget, and another woman all had a download that day. And we all did those things. Mine was my line. Guru Jugget was to open a Rama. And our other friend was to open a shop in Venice. So we all three, I don't know what it was with that day. Wow. But the, the wow. Stars were <laughs> That's incredible. Can you tell yeah. us what's in? Um, so you said you've been making your um, face oil. What is in the face oil? Like generally. Um, and my face oil is um, jojoba, which is the closest thing to our skin uh, cellularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, rose hip, which is so amazing. It's a regenerative for, for, for skin. Kukui uh, nut oil, which the women in Kauai, in Hawaii use. That's why they always look so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, vitamin E. Um, there's a bunch of different uh, incredible oils in there. Argon and then rose. So it's just a, a combination of oils. But it's like the combination of them all together, you know, creates this really powerful uh, face oil. And then that led to, you know, now I have 13 products, but that was like the the baby. That was the first one. That's incredible. I love that. I want to talk about, like, get some knowledge from you on non-toxic living or holistic living. Like, I feel like a lot of people, they don't know that a lot of things that they're putting on their face or in their body are toxic or harmful. Like, what are some things that people could look out for? Or, you know, if you were educating just a normal person, like, what would you say to them to start doing or remove from their house? I would say start reading labels. 
you know, definitely start reading labels like things with big fragrance in it are usually, much usually not good for you. Cleaning products, you know, because they're, hor- they're, they're hormone disruptors. So they're going to, they're going to mess up with your, mess your hormones. Um, what about cleaning products messes with your hormones? I've never heard that. That's so interesting. Oh, well, well a lot of them are, they have uh, chemicals in them, phytochemicals that will, will mimic um, phytoestrogens and then create hormone imbalance in your body. So just, you know, things like a lot of like sprays and, and chemicals that you clean stuff with in your home might have some of these in them. So that's why it's good to just, you know, make your own or, or now there's so many great companies like seventh generation, mm-hmm. and, you know, so many great companies that make cleaning things for your home that you can use. So I would say that would be a priority. Definitely start just reading labels on things too with food and products and things that you put on your skin. I mean, one in three women will get cancer from the products they use. So when you hear these statistics, it's quite shocking, you know? What ingredients should they not, like if they see an ingredient, can you name some of the ingredients that people shouldn't use? There's so many ingredients that it would take us all day. But Mm. what I would say is for you to go on EWG's website, which is Environmental Working Group, and they have an amazing database where you where you can type in the chemical like the not you know so many phenoxylites i can't even say it um <laughs> parabens and things like that and if you type it in it'll give you sort of like a graph of how toxic it is mm-hmm. you know so it'll say like extremely or slightly or so there's ways where you can just there's also a lot of apps out there now will tell you okay, that's how bad amazing. things are. As a mother and raising um, two little girls, do you see a need for women growing up? I know you grew up in certain circumstances, but also growing up in LA is different circumstances. Do you find that there's like a a need for young women to you know, become more confident, more in their bodies and loving their bodies. Like just as you see your young girls grow up, I think like you're such a great example, but are you like seeing kind of a space and a need for that? Definitely. I think, I think, you know, we have, again, it's like social media. I think you just have to really watch it, watch what they watch and make sure that they're not getting these subliminal messages um, because they're sort of being formed, right? Their brains are being formed right now, and you don't want to, you don't want to lay these messages on them that it's that's going to like rear their heads later in life. I think a connection to nature is really crucial too, because when they're in nature, they don't have sort of the the same issues. You know, it's more going to be about their endurance and their strength and the beauty around them and. So maybe that's like a crucial part too, just getting them out into nature as much as possible. Mm. I love that. I love how you've incorporated nature into your life and how you're so close to it. And you're really living, breathing everything that you say and do, which is so, so beautiful. And for your line, for those people that want to want to check out your line, what is some of your favorite products or what would you suggest people start with? Or what, what do you love about your line or that you would tell our listeners? Oh, thank you. I, I mean, there's so many. They're all like my other children. Aww. I love them all so much. I do like the Sea Siren Scrub. It's one of my favorites. I know that was on, uh, they sell it on Goop as well. The Glow Bomb. 
is one of my favorites. Those two sell out quite quickly. Um, the cleanser is amazing. It's getting quite a cult, uh, cult following. It has pearl powder in it and hyaluronic acid. So there's definitely a, a variety of things that that people are, are, and I'm just so grateful that they, that they like it because it just makes me, you know, doesn't, nothing makes me happier than hearing women say that it really works and that they really love it. And mm. the eye piece is really wonderful for puffiness and dark circles because that's what I get. So mm, I'm all about <laughs> that deodorant. <laughs> oh yeah, the deodorant. Yes, because I didn't know that deodorant was so toxic. Oh yeah, you know that's another that happened when I was in my early twenties. I re I had a lump um, in my lymph node, and I realized, you know, sort of from my the hip that it was aluminum and antiperspirant, and oh. I stopped that really young. But yeah, that's crazy, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it's so, but it's just not it's just not known. People just don't don't know it. I mean, they are now, but mm-hmm. it's, but it's such a tragedy that in. And for so many years, this was all not 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 known knowledge. And you know, when you eat clean, you find out too. Then you won't. You don't really need antiperspirant and deodorant because your body, you know, might go through a process, and then and then you don't really, you won't have an odor. I you found know, that. Yeah, I found that. Like when I have bouts of not eating well, I'm like, oh, I can smell. Like I can smell it on my body because I don't really mm-hmm. actually wear deodorant. And if I'm smelling myself more, it's because I haven't been eating clean mm-hmm. and I can tell. And it's nice to know that like when I'm eating clean, I don't smell and I don't even really need it. Yeah, I know. It's interesting, right? It really is about what we eat. We are what we eat. <laughs> yeah, it's like coming out of our pores. <laughs> and also, you know what? Pheromones, like how attractive is it? And that's how we're supposed to like get to know each other and be attracted <laughs> mm. to each other. It's pheromones. If we're covering this stuff up, like... How do you know? Like, it's so sad where sometimes I'll go hiking and I can smell people a mile away because of the hair products, the face products, the perfumes, the deodorant, the body spray. Like, I smell a mile away. I'm like, oh, it's just, like, that's no good. Like, you want to be able to smell what a human (laughs) smells like, you know, Mm -hmm. underneath all that. So true. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Um, What is like, what's a message that you would tell? So most of our listeners are between their 20s and 30s. They're kind of going through the transition period of finding the career and finding, you know, maybe their partner and all of these things. Like, what would you tell someone that's going through such a transition period? Um, What advice would you give? I would say love your pussy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And why would you say that? Besides the obvious. (laughs) Because, like, that's another thing. Like, like, don't watch. Like, that's something we have to do is retrain the men. Because, unfortunately, pornography and oh, this, like, what we've you're done You're speaking to, my to language. Men, really, it, it's such a tragedy. Like, I hear more and more about men who have sexual issues in yep. their 20s because of all the poor, because it desensitizes them. And then they have a unrealistic image of women. And I feel like, oh, we need to, like, shift that and how do we shift that we have to bring back you know the beauty of real women and mm. that's why again going back to the Kendrick Lamar like maybe this is an opening because I just feel like it's a, it's a poison and then what happens is that men are not going to um, value women in, in, in so many ways you know and it's yep. just like back to beauty love ourselves and we love ourselves the way we are it'll translate you know it'll translate and affect the men that's what I hope at least 
I completely I, agree. I think so too. And it's like, it's just that pornography is just so, so low vibe and it's so, it's detrimental to both sexes and it's just being normalized and it's, you know, it's not normal. And I know it's so attributed to our generation and we want everything fast and quick, but it like breaks my heart to hear about you know, men having sexual issues or being addicted to it or children starting on it young, um, everything like that. I mean, I could go on forever about that, but I completely agree. I think what you said, like power of the pussy, yeah. I think if if we do put, put more power and appreciation and compassion and love there, mm-hmm. that like watching porn would be less of a thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we would be teaching each other mm-hmm. and it would be more of like a, a, an energy flow rather than like avoiding the connection, mm-hmm. you know? I like we all watch porn, but I like, I like once in a while I'll, watch, I'll like take a look and, and I've been looking for women, for porn by women, for mm-hmm. women. Mm. You know, maybe that's it. Like just starting to like, shift it or I don't know. I mean, I, I keep trying to think about what the answer is because I think it's such a, it's such a deep issue. And I don't know. I, I mean, yes, I think it's a, it comes down to self-love and self-worth. That's going to be the beginning of it, the beginning of healing it. And it's a lot of times the intention behind it, you know, and that's the challenge. Like your intention behind finding female made by female porn is like, you know, curiosity, engagement. Like if you have the right intention behind anything, the result won't be negative, but it's challenging to like monitor everyone's intention. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so, <laughs> such, a, such a dilemma of the modern time. Literally. So I, would say, I would say do that. And I would say, yeah, get into nature more. Yeah. And have a connection to yourself, have a find a spiritual practice of some sort, you know, I guess be vocal about the food also, the, the clean food, like, I mean, it's crazy to me that the, that those are things that we need to fight for. Clean yep. air, clean yep. water, clean food. So. Yep. That's the truth. Yeah. So, so true. That's amazing. Thank you for that. How can our listeners connect with you? Let's see. Well, I I, I have my blog. They can email me on my blog, mm-hmm. localroads.com. There's a contact there. Get yeah, Instagram. I don't know if I, I don't know how to check the messages, but I think there's a blog. <laughs> but Instagram, so I'm at localroads. Amazing. And then you have your beauty line, which they can all check out too. So Local Rose, Shiva of the Local Rose. Just the last thing, what are you excited about in 2017? What are you excited about happening or creating? Mm, I'm excited for, let me see. Hmm, I'm personally here on the world. Mm, Yeah, both. Both. well, personally, let me see. I well, I go to Kauai every summer. That's like my heart. So I'm excited to go there and just mm. see the, the ask and the great mother. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a couple of new products I'm creating. I'm excited about opening my heart to more love. Mm. I'm excited to see my daughters just grow and flourish. I'm excited for this re- little revolution that's happening right now. I think there definitely is a revolution. And yes, we are awful hearing about Trump. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like waking people up. I mm-hmm. think people that were asleep are now... Absolutely. Slowly, slowly change things. Mm-hmm. So I am excited about that as well. I love that. That's beautiful. We're excited about that too. We're excited for everyone to check you out. Everyone's going to fall in love with you and get that natural deodorant, guys. I'm so happy you guys are doing this. Thank you so much. 
We'll have to come take a hike with you in the, in the Santa Monica Mountains. Yeah. I would love that. Anytime, let me know. We'll oh, do I would, it. I would, I would fall in love and I'd want to move in. So I, I don't know if it's okay. <laughs> you, you're like, you can't live here. Like, I want to. Uh, then we can all create our little universe. Oh, yeah. It's possible. It is possible. Even if it's just putting a beautiful flower in a vase, mm. you start with that. You know what I mean? Even if it, it's like we have to start with the little things and just bring beauty to that. It's all energy, what you mm-hmm. put energy towards. Mm-hmm. If you're putting energy towards that little beautiful flower in that vase, that'll grow into something else, you know? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you, lady. Well, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Thank you so much. We, so nice meeting you guys. You yes. as well. We'll see you soon. Have a beautiful Saturday. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Almost 30 podcast. We love you guys so much. Your support means the world to us. Please join our secret Facebook group on Facebook. Just search secret almost 30 podcast group. We cannot wait for you to be in there chatting with us. And also please go to patreon.com slash almost 30. And on our Patreon page, we have options. You can donate $2, $5, $10 or more a month and receive awesome rewards. So we're going to be holding some Google Hangouts. We have our Almost 30 dad hat, which people across the country, across the world are wearing (laughs) and extra episodes. So check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash almost 30. And finally, if you haven't reviewed the podcast, it really means everything to us that you review on iTunes. It helps us bring on even more guests that you love and you want and um, bring you more sponsors where you can get awesome promo codes for products that we truly believe in and we truly believe you would benefit from. So we love you. Thank you so much for your support. See you soon.